stagnant water is the world. It's gross. Listen, listen. You could be here today to hear this truth. It's time for the fountain of life. The fountain of life to cover you. The fountain of life to be offered to you in Jesus Christ by the power of his gospel that he lived and died but rose again for all who believe in him, who believe in him, will know eternal life and then will fear the Lord and they too will experience what it means to have the fountain of life upon them, allowing them to escape from the snares of death. This is for the person who fears the Lord. Hi, and welcome back to Live in the Light. I'm your host, Craig Turnbull, and with me in our studio is our teacher, Pastor Robbie Simons. Many people have been asking us where Live in the Light comes from. Well, we love the verse from Ephesians 5, verse 8, which says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. We love that verse, that walking as children of the light. And we believe that that happens as we unfold God's word and see the truths contained in that. And as a result, seeing radical transformation to the glory of God. This is the heartbeat of living the light. And we're so glad that you have tuned us in here today. Today's message is going into the book of Proverbs as we continue on in our series, The Worth of Wisdom. We're checking out what God's word has to say about wisdom. And today's message is a big one, right, Robbie? Yeah, it really is. And just a word to our listeners, too. We're just so thankful for you. And as this ministry has been going now for a few months, we want to let you know that when you take the time to let us know how you're doing, how God is at work, or take the time to encourage, that's a big encouragement to us, too, whether by email or writing a letter or calling in by the phone. I mean, just again, I can assure you it is amazing for us to see and to hear how God is at work. And we need to know that, too, just to see again how this ministry is bearing fruit in the lives of the listeners. So today, today is no exception as far as the the wisdom of God being dispensed to us and the worth of wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Again, so essential to understand if we want wisdom, it begins with fearing God. You say, what does that look like? How does that work? That's why you got to stay tuned. All right. And if you would like to reach out, we'd love to hear from you, as Robbie said. You can visit our website at liveinthelight.ca. That's live in the L-I-G-H-T dot C-A. Or you can phone us up at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-225-4448. All right. Well, today's message, Wisdom for the Irreverent, Proverbs 9. And here again is Pastor Robbie. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is a fountain. Just picture with me. A fountain of life. Have you ever seen a big, huge fountain? I have a big, gushing fountain. Again, picture one in your mind right now. I've seen a few, a few in my day, often in the midst of a pond or often in the midst of a large pool of water, often a big, gushing fountain. It's beautiful to look at. It's wonderful to put your eyes upon. Often the fountains are there to keep the water from becoming stagnant. A fountain of life in verse 27 is a contrast to a stagnant pool. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, given the idea of, of, of abundance. So to place yourself beside a fountain, it's to, it's to get drenched 
It's to get covered. It's to get soaked with water. That is so much fun in, in terms and light of this verse. The impact then of this verse is that the abundance of life that is only found through the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord then brings abundant life to the present. But most importantly, the, the fear of the Lord as a fountain of life brings life eternal to our future. The promise here, the, the truth here is that for people walking in scorching, bone-dry, dusty, life-taking desert, in emptiness and frustration and misery, listen, there is a fountain of life. There is a fountain of life that is found in the fear of the Lord, but notice the, the result that it says in verse 27, that one may turn away from the snares of death. So listen also carefully to the life-giving words of our Savior Jesus Christ that fits so well with Proverbs 14, verse 27. And listen, this truth is only understood in the fear of the Lord. John 4, verse 14, I'll read it for you. Jesus says, whoever drinks of the water that I will give him, listen, listen, will never be thirsty forever. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And possibly you're here today to hear this, that the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life found in Jesus Christ who gives us water to drink that wells up to eternal life. I take nothing for granted that there are people here today, again, listening to this message, that you've been living life and you've been trying your way for too long. And if you're totally honest, if you're totally honest as you look at your life and you look at your way and you look at your habits and you look at your path, if you're totally honest, you would say it stinks. It just stinks. It isn't going the way that I thought it would. And again, if you're honest, then you know it. If you're totally honest, there's stagnancy all around you. Stagnant water is gross. Stagnant water is the world. It's gross. Listen, listen. You could be here today to hear this truth. It's time for the fountain of life. The fountain of life to cover you. The fountain of life to be offered to you in Jesus Christ by the power of his gospel that he lived and died but rose again for all who believe in him, who believe in him, will know eternal life and then will fear the Lord and they too will experience what it means to have the fountain of life upon them, allowing them to escape from the snares of death. But this is for the person who fears the Lord. I wonder, individuals here today, or the time has come. The time has come to bow your knee. The time has come to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. The time has come to understand life is to be lived. But life is only found in the truth of the fear of the Lord. And that's where the fountain of life is seen and known. See, this is part of the spiritual goal that the Lord is offering to us today through wisdom. The wisdom of wanting wisdom, the wisdom of knowing the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's incredible. Life is found in the fear of the Lord. Turn a couple of pages over to Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19, verse 23. Notice again what the fear of the Lord is or does. Proverbs 19, verse 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And whoever has it Rest satisfied. I love these truths. And notice, he will not be visited by harm. The fear of the Lord is so powerful, it leads to life. 
Whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm again. The fear of the Lord, we just have learned already, it brings life. And we hear right now, though, the fear of the Lord brings satisfaction. This world loving is longing for satisfaction. I love the word satisfied in the Bible. I love it, I love it, I love it, especially in this context. The fear of the Lord, whoever has it rests satisfied. We are so impatient, we are so longing, we are so wanting to be fulfilled. Our world is screaming out for this. God is promising it is found in the fear of the Lord. Whoever has the fear of the Lord rests satisfied. And notice this too, they will not be visited by harm. So the fear of the Lord brings life. The fear of the Lord brings satisfaction. The fear of the Lord brings security. Whoever knows the fear of the Lord, he will not be visited by harm. So the fear of the Lord sends human fear running. Godly fear brings the mercy and grace of God so close. Listen, when you have the mercy and grace of God so close, it builds a wall that human fear cannot penetrate. Think of the examples in Scripture of how the fear of the Lord allows people to overcome the greatest moments where they should hide in terror. Think of David and Goliath. This young little shepherd boy when the rest of Israel was just too scared. He says, I'll do it. What do you mean? You're just a shepherd boy. Give me a break. He's like, I'll do it. Give me my five smooth stones, give me my sling, and I'll go and I will conquer this giant. Why? Because, this, you know the words that he said in Scripture, because his eyes were so fixed upon the awesome nature of his God, and he feared him so greatly that the fear of the Lord conquered any fear he had on this earth. That's what the fear of the Lord does. He will not be visited by harm. Think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. About to be thrown into the fiery furnace, they say our God, will, our God can save us, but even if he does not, what is that? That's a tremendous fear of the Lord. Think of Daniel in the lion's den, his trust. He's fearing God and he's not afraid. He trusts him. He trusts him with his life. Think of Peter before the council of the high priest, his life being threatened, and he says in the fear of the Lord, we must obey God, not man. The fear of the Lord does that. Charles Bridges said, we normally dread fear. But if you fear the Lord, listen to this, this is so great. That touch turns fear to gold. And that's what's being offered again here. The fear of the Lord touches what we normally would find fearful. It turns it into gold. Think of the martyrs burning at the stake at the same time calling praises out to God and even prayers for the people that are killing them. What is that? That is the fear of the Lord. That is the fear of the Lord causing them to rise above what human would consider to be impossible. The fear of the Lord sees that we belong to a God of the impossible. Love ones, the fear of the Lord, it's beginning of wisdom. It's where life is found. And why is it so vital in our lives? Answer number three is this, because blessing is guaranteed here. Blessing is guaranteed in the fear of the Lord. Turn back now, Proverbs 15, verse 16. Proverbs 15, verse 16. This is such a great verse too. Proverbs 15, verse 16, notice, better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Do you believe that? Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Verse 17, better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. I love this verse so much, so short, it's so packed with life-changing truth. The principle here is this, True blessing and true treasure are found in the fear of the Lord. In verse 17, we read herbs being contrasted with a fattened ox. Now, in Solomon's day, a fattened ox or a fattened calf would be referring to a very, very wealthy family. 
So what Solomon is saying here, it's better to be poor and have the fear of the Lord than to be rich and not fear the Lord. It's better to have nothing but to have love in your family as a result from the fear of the Lord than to have a ton of wealth and have hatred that go with it. How many people have so much money but have no love? How many people have so much money but have no satisfaction? How many people have so many possessions but take their lives? How many people have it all but have nothing? Proven right here in this verse. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Loved ones, wisdom's calling out right now. Do you hear her voice? Wisdom is calling out again right now. Wisdom is saying this, money doesn't work. More possessions don't work. Listen, steak dinners don't work. Wisdom says this, God works. God works. His way works. His glory works. His satisfaction works. The fear of the Lord works. This again is the spiritual goal that God's offering to you right now by the way of wisdom found in the path of the fear of God. If you take this wisdom and you cash it in your spiritual bank, you will find life, you will find blessing, you will find satisfaction, you will find the Lord working through your life in amazing ways. This is why I love humble beginnings. I love humble beginnings because it's so healthy. It's so helpful. Jill and I, in our, our opinion, we had some humble beginnings when we first got married. And it was a blessing as much as we were scratching by just to get by and, and living in Canadian terms, living right near the poverty line and, and seemingly had so I know we had so much, but seemingly had so middle and trying to make things. But I'm so thankful for that time in our lives. Because God taught me lessons in the midst of the humble beginnings I've never, ever forgotten. Mainly that joy and satisfaction will not come with acquired stuff. Joy and satisfaction is found in him. When you can stand in the midst of a tiny little place and having tiny little stuff and not having anything to bolster, but you are overwhelmed at the goodness and the grace and the love and the blessing and the majesty of your God, and you have that inside you, and you can say all that matters is him, that's a power that is a result of fearing the Lord. And when he gives that to us, we say, Lord, you are the answer, and you are the one. And this is why humble beginnings are often so, so powerful. Never forget them, loved ones. Never forget them. God wants to use that in us. You know, and being here for 10 years now as a pastor too, I've had many opportunities to watch saints pass from this life to the next. And many times it's in a hospital room. Uh, it could be in a separate kind of a care facility or even in someone's home at times. And there you are and you are watching these dear saints who have trusted God and who are filled with the fear of the Lord as the wisdom fills their lives. And you're sitting beside there and listen, I had the privilege of watching family around them and friends around them and to see in that room, because right now, right now, right now, in that moment, eternity's coming and all that matters now is what all that matters. Those are awesome situations, and I just get to watch most of the time and to see the joy, to see the perspective, to see the love, to hear the singing. And I'm telling you, by far, most of these saints in the world standards had nothing. Or at least they had so little. But in that moment, what I saw as they are loved to the end and they pass from this life into the next, I guarantee you the wealthiest people on earth would pay anything to go from this life and receive that kind of love and that kind of context with that kind of truth. It is absolutely beautiful. And that's a result of the blessing that God brings. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. There's nothing, there's nothing that replaces what he brings. 
So love, once again, wisdom's calling out right now. Wisdom's calling. You're still alive. You're still alive. You still got time. Wisdom calls out again. And when you're lying on the hospital bed and you're there in the final moments of your life, let me ask you, where does your value lie? In that moment, what are you really trusting in? Think about that, loved ones. Think about that. You don't have to wait to that moment to be changed by it. Think about that and let it change you. Let it change you. Where does value really lie? Because in that moment, you don't care about the things that we so often care about now. That's where the blessing of life will be found. The honor of life will be found. The riches of life will truly be found in that moment for those who aspire to see their lives filled with wisdom in the fear of God. That's why Proverbs 22, I'll read it for you. Proverbs 22, verse four says, the reward, listen, for humility and fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. I'll say it again. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. Now, what does that ultimately mean? Ultimately, for the believer in Jesus Christ, there are no greater riches than the inheritance that is found in Jesus Christ. And in Jesus Christ, that's all the riches you could ever want. This is the power and the beauty of the gospel. The riches that you and I will receive as genuine believers of Jesus Christ are absolutely wonderful and absolutely awesome. This is what we know. This is why we live. This is what the fear of the Lord brings. God's trying to tell us that in the fear of the Lord, blessing is guaranteed. Why is the fear of the Lord so vital? Many reasons. Here's the fourth reason. Here's answer number four. Because with the fear of the Lord, listen, evil is shunned here. With the fear of the Lord, evil is shunned. Turn to Proverbs 8, verse 13. Go, go, go. Proverbs 8, verse 13. Make sure your neighbor's turning there too. Don't wanna miss out. Proverbs 8, verse 13. Notice this. The fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Now here's what I love. You know when the fear of the Lord is growing in you. How and when? When increasingly you are hating evil especially within your own life. You know you are growing in the fear of the Lord when increasingly you are hating evil that tries to ruin your life. The fear of the Lord and the ways of evil, they're never on the same team. They're never roommates. They never, ever get along. They absolutely despise one another. And notice what wisdom says here. Wisdom says, I hate pride. I hate arrogance. I hate perverted speech. I hate evil. I hate evil because it takes me away from the path of God. And the fear of the Lord, the more we see the Lord and love the Lord, then the more we hate evil. Romans 12, it says, love what is good, abhor what is evil. This is what happens. John Calvin said this, all wickedness flows from a disregard of God. Think about that. All wisdom flows from a disregard of God. Since the fear of God is the bridle by which our wickedness is held in check, that's how powerful the fear of God is. It's removal then. If you remove the fear of God from our lives, it frees us to indulge in every kind of immoral conduct. 
if we remove the fear of the Lord from our lives, then it's like all hell breaks loose. And this is why the fear of the Lord becomes so important. You take away the fear of the Lord, you take away wisdom, you have a very, very bad plan upon your hands. See, we're building up evidence here, mountains of evidence. This is why to the fear of the Lord is so vital within my life. Let me just read this one for you. Proverbs 24, verse 21. It says this, my son, fear the Lord, fear the Lord and the king, and do not join with those who do otherwise. Fear the Lord, fear the king. Don't hang out with people who are full of evil, who do not fear the Lord. Let me ask you a question. What evil in your life do you need to have a greater hatred for right now? I was shocked again this week, and I shouldn't be, but an article come across my desk, and it was a study of, it was called The Pornification of the Church. And it was giving stats about how many men and women are engaged in pornography across North America, and it broke my heart to read that um, 55% of Christian men are looking at pornography on some form monthly. 55% of Christian men are viewing some form of pornography monthly. That means that 55% of the men in this room are engaging in some form of pornographic behavior on at least a monthly basis. That's shocking. It's terrifying to me. But it gets worse. One third, this is just all men now, secular men. One third of all men under 30 are engaging in pornographic behavior daily. Daily. One third of all men under 30 are doing this on a daily basis. 18% are addicted fully. 18% of all men. In the U.S., that's 20 million men addicted to pornography. Breaks my heart. And hear me. The fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. And you're here right now, and if, if you don't have the fear of the Lord, you don't, you don't hate it. You know how good it feels to look at something that used to entice you and then to feel hatred for it because you recognize the wickedness and the filth and the disgusting nature it is as it tries to kill you and your life and your wife and your family and your church. It feels so good to be filled with hatred for that which is out of the pit of hell. And that's what the fear of the Lord does. Now, every day becomes the battle. And that's why we're here again. That's why God gives us this message right now again. Because last year wasn't good enough. And last month wasn't good enough. And yesterday wasn't good enough. You got to hear it today again, as do I. The fear of the Lord shuns evil. And the more you and I repent and are resolved and rejoice in the grace of God. Now, hear this. Some of you are filled with tremendous conviction right now. But you hear the grace of God is available to you. You hear the forgiveness of God is available to you. But listen, but you, you, you have to come to the place where you're sick of you. 
You can't just keep going along the same pattern, sin, confess, sin, confess. At some point, you gotta say, enough is enough. The fear of the Lord is more important in my life. I'm gonna do something about it. I'm gonna find help. I'm gonna seek God like crazy. I'm gonna confess. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna walk in the ways, whatever it takes. Life is too short. I mean, just think, just, just, just think of all the Christian men who will stand before the Lord on the day of judgment. And what will they offer to him? An habitual, I don't want to go there. Just, it's just, it's just. But the opportunity to change is here and grace is here. Grace is here. Let me ask you again, what evil in your life do you need to have a greater hatred for? Pride, arrogance, love of money, vanity, gossip, disunity, bitterness, perverted speech, self-pity, envy, idolatry, laziness, anxiety, bitterness, self-pity, self Lord, give us a hatred for evil that we might fear you, God, that we might fear you. See, when you were asking, Lord, for a hatred of evil, listen, you were asking God for a greater fear of him. That's what happens. It just, it, it just happens. And again, remember, 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 if we don't fear the Lord and then we're engaged in all these sinful behaviors, we are, we are, just, we are taking a shotgun to wisdom. We're, we're just blowing apart God's wisdom in our lives. Again, it's why some of us are like, man, why do I feel so dumb? Because we are. Because we don't fear the Lord, we don't have God's wisdom, we make really, really bad decisions. And again, that could explain a lot. But when we fear the Lord, wisdom begins. Hatred for evil and blessing comes. Blessing comes. And I got to end here on this, the heaviness of some of the things we're talking about. I want to, why is the fear of the Lord so vital in my life? Answer number five, because hope is strengthened here. Because in the fear of the Lord, I see hope. I see hope and we need hope. Look at Proverbs 23, last text. Proverbs 23, verse 17. Proverbs 23, verse 17. Let not your heart envy sinners. 23, verse 17. Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue, but continue, but continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Let not your heart be sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Notice here, loved ones, the fear of the Lord is not weakened by sinful envy. Not weakened by, notice, the envy of sinners at that. I mean, that's a waste of time, envying sinners. Don't do that, don't do that but rather fear the Lord is strengthened by the hope of our future. Notice the fear of the Lord is to see him. The fear of the Lord is to see your future. When you see him, you see your future, and you see your future, and you see your hope. And notice in verse 18, it's a hope that will not be cut off. The fear of the Lord sees a future and a hope that will not be cut off. And this is such a word for this church today because the hope that comes from the fear of the Lord is greater than our disappointment. It's stronger than our sin. It's a hope that's not held back by storm clouds. It's a hope that's not diminished by human weakness. It's a hope that does not fade his circumstances. It's a hope that is not altered by our past. 
Listen to the text. There's a future. There's a future. When you fear the Lord, you see the future. This church has a future. You have a future. I have a future, a glorious future in the Lord. And the more we fear the Lord, the more we see this future, the more we are strengthened with hope and the grace that is found in Jesus Christ. The more we fear the Lord, the more we find our hope and the more our future then shines for Jesus Christ. Notice, loved ones, continue in the fear of the Lord. That's it right there. Continue. Don't give up. Continue, my son, the author says, in the fear of the Lord, and you will be strengthened in hope. The fear of the Lord, it's so vital. It's the beginning of wisdom, the fountain of life, the guarantee of blessing. It turns us from evil. It strengthens our hope. If that's what the fear of the Lord is, then God signed this church up for that. Sign us up for the fear of the Lord. What do we do? We repent. We resolve and we rejoice in grace. We repent of our sin. We resolve for the fear of the Lord, but we rejoice in grace. If you'd like to hear this message again or the rest of the messages from this series, you can find these resources and more on our website at liveinthelight.ca. Our mailing address in Canada is 500 Great Lakes Boulevard in Oakville, Ontario. Our postal code is L6L6X9. I'm Craig Turnbull, and on behalf of Robbie Simons, we invite you to join us again next time on Live in the Light.